Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Wyatt Sharp Show podcast. Today, Minister Monty McNaughton, the Ontario Labour Minister, is joining me. Uh, Minister, thank you, and uh, we're going to get started right away. So, uh, Minister, you're pretty well known for wanting to get more students involved in these um, skilled trades. So you said, and I quote, I want kids to know there are 144 different trades to choose from, and you can make six figures, earn a pension, and get benefits from the majority of them. And in many cases, you can be your own boss. Why are you so passionate about getting students uh, and children from across Canada involved in the trades? Well, thanks, uh, Wyatt, and it's really great to be on your show today. I'm proud of all the work that you're doing as well. Um, Look, I think there's great opportunities uh, in the trades for uh, young people. I want young people to know that, you know, they don't always have to go to university. There's other options uh, out there, Um, and there are 144 different trades uh, to choose from. It's amazing when I talk to many uh, young people, they'll say to me, you know, I know to become uh, a teacher, I know to become a lawyer, but they'll say to me, I have no idea how to become a carpenter uh, or an electrician. So these are really exciting, um, meaningful careers. Um, they're, you know, they provide for, for better families and make our communities uh, stronger. And just on a, a personal note, Wyatt, I um, uh, tried my hand at the skilled trades uh, this summer. My uh, daughter and I, along with uh, our neighbor, who is a, a journey person in the skilled trades, built a tree fort. So we're having a lot of fun uh, playing in our tree fort and um, it's just, it's a rewarding thing when you get to look at something that you've built and you can be proud of it. Okay. And so, um, you've also said that you are confident that, uh, skilled trade workers will ultimately be the ones who lead to Ontario's economic recovery from COVID-19. Uh, why do you feel this way? Well, it's, um, an exciting, uh, time to be in the skilled trades. That's why I keep telling uh, young people and, and all people about these, uh, amazing opportunities that are in front of them and that are out there in every community right across uh, the province. Uh, I believe that the skilled trades will lead uh, the economic recovery uh, in Ontario coming out of the pandemic. Um, if you just think of, uh, all the things that premier Ford is talking about building, I mean, the largest expansion of a broadband high-speed internet. Uh, in Ontario history, uh, expansion of natural gas lines, uh, more transit projects, uh, more bridges and roads. I mean, all kinds of uh, things need to be built. That's why we need uh, more people uh, in the skilled trades. Okay, uh, so um, you have said that you want the younger generation to realize that there's uh, much merit. There's as much merit as being an electrician or elevator mechanic as there is in being a teacher, which you kind of just mentioned, but. Um, why did you say that? And to maybe people who are watching that uh, want to be teachers, what's wrong with being a teacher? Well, absolutely nothing. Um, my point is that uh, we want people to know that there are exciting careers out there uh, in the skilled trades. Um, a couple of the things that uh, we're going to be doing, we're going to be introducing uh, the skilled trades as early as uh, grade one. And we're also going to be sending in recruiters uh, to high schools um, to you know, talk to high school students about getting into the skilled trades. And I just want to show you why. This is one thing I just got uh, given to me. Uh, it's a project book called Woodshop. And they're projects for uh, young kids and their parents uh, to do uh, together. And I know that's something my daughter Annie and I are going to be doing uh, in the time ahead. So uh, these are great careers. They're meaningful. Uh, they pay well. You mentioned an elevator mechanic. I bet there's a lot of people out there that don't know that the average wage of an elevator mechanic is uh, about $108,000 per year. So that's uh, the mission we're on is to 
talk about these opportunities and hope that we can spread across the province. Okay, and so um, obviously all the stuff we just talked about is very important, but a lot of the um, uh, mainstream media and a lot of the talk right now is uh, related to the COVID-19 pandemic. So, uh, so again, we've talked about the idea of getting more students involved in the skilled trades, but now I want to talk about COVID-19. Uh, many Ontarians are asking when the lockdown can be ended. So my question to you is, when does the government of Ontario, what is kind of the benchmark um, to where Ontarians will start to see lifting of the different lockdown measures? Well, we're certainly heading in the right direction. I mean, thanks to the people of Ontario. I mean, everyone has sacrificed uh, so much during this uh, entire pandemic. It's hard to believe, you know, we've been in this 10 or 11 months now. Certainly the numbers are going in the right direction. The cases are going uh, down. Um, I can't tell you exactly when uh, the lockdown is going to be uh, open. Uh, but the good news is um, with one aspect uh, of the lockdown uh, that's going to be lifted and that's around the school situation. Uh, I know on Monday, for example, uh, 280,000 more students are going to be back in the classroom. That's great news for uh, young people, but great news for parents as well. And uh, you know that means that schools are, are reopening and we're heading in the right direction. Um, again, I just urge everyone, you know, stay home if you can, stay safe. That's how we're going to save lives and prevent the spread of uh, COVID-19. Okay, um, so uh, the Premier, Doug Ford, has been very outspoken about the fact that the federal Liberal government and the provincial progressive conservative government can work together, even though they are from different political parties. Uh, would you agree with your leader and the Premier, and if so, or if not, why? I agree with them uh, 100%. I mean, I, I just think in my uh, ministry, the Ministry of Labor, Training and Skills Development, um, you know, one area where we really partnered well together um, comes around um, labor laws and, and keeping people safe on the job. So, for example, the very first measure that uh, I took and our government took uh, when the pandemic hit Ontario, we introduced uh, job protected leave. So if you're you know, a worker, you need to stay home because of COVID-19. If you're in self-isolation, in quarantine, you're a mom or a dad who has to stay home and look after a, a son or a daughter because uh, the schools are closed, uh, you can't be fired for that in Ontario. We were the first place uh, in North America to introduce uh, this type of legislation. Uh, furthermore, I eliminated the need for sick notes. So you don't have to go to your doctor uh, to get a sick note. Um, I worked with the, part, uh, the federal government and the prime minister and the premier uh, signed an agreement uh, for the federal government to provide two weeks of paid sick days uh, for people who are staying home. So that's an example of how we can work together. And, you know, we're, we're lucky we're here uh, in Canada. It's one of the great things about being Canadian is that we can work together. Okay. And so the provincial NDP, the opposition of Ontario is calling for uh, even more paid sick day measures to be implemented. Uh, they're saying that um, Ontarians can't, can't uh, go to work with COVID, and obviously that's true. Um, but what would you say to the Ontario NDP when they're asking for, um, you know, more sick days? Because obviously the government of Ontario doesn't agree with them, uh, or maybe they do agree with him, but it's not just as easy as something and saying, we're going to do this. So you have to think about the money that's going to be implemented with it. So what would you say to Andrea Horvath, as well as several NDP MPPs? Yeah, I mean, certainly we're not going to duplicate uh, government programs. As I said, uh, we stepped in to protect jobs. That was the responsibility of all provinces across Canada to bring in job protected leave. Uh, and uh, we partnered with the federal government. I mean, because of the advocacy of Premier Ford, 
in his partnership with uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, there are two weeks of paid sick days available, uh, $500 per week uh, for workers uh, across this province. Uh, furthermore, and I think it's important that every provincial elected official, federally as well and, and municipally, they need to let constituents and the people know that these programs are out there. One program that hasn't been talked about much, but it's really important uh, for moms and dads out there. If you're a parent staying home uh, with a son or daughter because the schools are closed, you're actually eligible for uh, up to $500 per week for 26 weeks uh, through the federal government. So I would urge, um, you know, even official opposition members, uh, I would urge them to tell the public about these programs because they're available uh, for the working people of this province. Okay, and so um, just a couple weeks ago, Doug Ford expelled uh, the MPP for York Centre, Roman Babber, from the PC caucus after um, Roman Babber wrote a letter to Premier Ford, um, basically saying that the lockdowns are uh, outweighing the impacts of COVID-19. So uh, what would you say to people that say that Doug Ford removing Roman Babber from the caucus was a move that went too far and that Roman Babber should be free to express his own beliefs? Well, look, I think it's important to uh, recognize the seriousness of uh, COVID-19. I mean, uh, clearly Ontario has done uh, better than uh, most other jurisdictions around uh, North America. And it's because we've, uh, I believe as a government, has prioritized the health and well-being uh, of all the people. Look, uh, Roman Babber is a, a friend of mine. I've known him. I've been honored to serve with him for a, a couple of years. Uh, but look, the government's made a, a decision here, and that is to protect the health and well-being uh, of the people. Uh, COVID-19 has been unfair uh, to so many people. In fact, not just to the people here in Ontario, uh, but everybody around the world. And uh, our approach is, is working. It's been tough. Uh, I agree, but it is uh, working. And if we all keep going in the same direction, keep working together, then we're going to uh, defeat this. And we've already seen uh, the benefit of our actions. The numbers are going down, schools are reopening, and soon uh, I expect that businesses will be reopening as well. Okay, and so uh, many Ontarians are struggling with their mental health throughout COVID-19 and business owners are struggling to keep their business open. Uh, so what is the government of Ontario doing to help this issue and ensure that uh, small businesses can keep their doors open? Yeah, I come from a small business uh, background myself. Our, our family and I uh, were in business uh, together. I, I feel for the small businesses uh, across the province. I always urge uh, the people that I represent in Lambton, Kent, Middlesex, and everybody across the province, go support a local business. I mean, do the curbside pickup, uh, get something delivered by them, uh, choose them uh, over the big corporations. Um, I think we all have a responsibility to support a small business. Uh, again, we just need to get through this, uh, you know, this period where we've uh, closed down parts of our economy. And again, um, you know, we're moving in the right direction. Schools are reopening. Um, businesses, uh, I'm confident if these numbers keep going down, are going to reopen uh, soon as well. There'll be a, a staged approach, uh, of course. When it comes uh, to mental health, I mean, this is great because we just had a Bell Let's Talk Day to raise awareness of mental health uh, issues. Uh, in our own communities. We all have to look out for each other, have each other's backs. Um, you know, I know in our ministry and in my constituency offices, um, we always talk about how we have to keep an eye uh, for each other to see how everyone's coping on a daily basis. 
These have been unprecedented times, truly challenging uh, for families and small business owners, but we just have to keep focused at that light at the end of the tunnel because we are going to get there and we're going to defeat COVID-19. Okay, and so um, many regions across the province of Ontario are saying that it's not fair that they're put under the same restrictions as, let's say, a region like Toronto. Um, for example, I'm from Durham region, and obviously the cases aren't as high as Durham or in Durham as they are in Toronto. But uh, what would you say to someone that is saying that uh, you know uh, it, the, we should be going by a more regional approach, and that uh, you know? Durham and Halton and Hamilton should not be held to the same standards as places like Toronto, Windsor, Peel, York. Yeah, look, I, I've always supported a regional approach. In fact, um, the Premier and the government um, has been taking a regional approach uh, throughout the majority of this uh, pandemic. Uh, of course, during this uh, lockdown period, uh, that was province-wide, although there was an exception uh, for Northern Ontario to reopen uh, sooner. But I can speak you know, this year uh, has been particularly different, uh, even in my riding, which is largely rural. I mean, made up of a hundred towns and villages and hamlets. I mean, there was COVID um, almost in every single uh, community. And that was different during the second wave than uh, in the first wave. Um, so I, I've supported uh, the government's approach. Uh, I like the regional uh, approach as well. And we're taking that approach to opening schools. I mean, we're looking at those public health units uh, where schools can be reopened and that's how we're gradually uh, reopening the school system okay and so we're going to go back to a bit of talking about the skilled trades here for a minute so you've been passionate about getting more kids involved in the trades but uh, what about the idea of getting more kids involved in politics and civic engagement i look I, i'm like you wyatt i got interested in politics uh, in grade six um, which was, you know, I was probably the only one in my class at that point that followed politics. I watched the news uh, religiously. I read all kinds of books. I think when I was in grade six, Ronald Reagan was the president of the United States and probably why I'm a conservative uh, today. Um, I, I support, you know, more discussion about politics. I, I learned a lot about politics around uh, the kitchen table, um, but it's important for those discussions in the classroom to happen. And I also think, you know, when we get back to normal, I know I always, you know, do as much as possible, you know, getting into classrooms in my local, my own local uh, riding and constituents uh, to uh, talk to students in, in young classes. Okay, and so um, why did you get involved in politics and specifically what is it like to serve as Minister of Labour and serve the people of Ontario? Well, there's not a um, truly a better feeling than serving uh, people. Uh, that's why I got into politics because I like to serve people. Um, my grandfather, whom I never met, he died uh, a number of years before I was born, uh, but I read a story about him and heard stories about him. Uh, I, I was born and raised in a small village, uh, Newbury, Ontario, population uh, 402 people. And my grandfather founded uh, a local hospital. Uh, over 50 years later, that hospital is still serving uh, the people of uh, my hometown in our area. And it was reading about his selfless service uh, to the community. He literally spent, you know, 15 or 20 years getting this hospital built. And it was reading about him that inspired me at a very, very young age uh, to get into politics. 
Okay, so um, your government's uh, approval rating has went up tremendously in the midst of the COVID pandemic. It, uh, according to 338 Canada, as of December the 10th of 2020, it says if an election were held today, your party would win 90 seats uh, to the second place NDP's 22 to the third place Liberals 13. Uh, why do you think this is? Well, look, uh, as Many politicians say the only poll that counts is the one on uh, election day. And I, I can tell you, um, we're not looking at the poll numbers. This is about just everyone working together to get through uh, this pandemic. Um, Premier Ford, uh, I can tell you his word is his bond. Um, when he tells you something, uh, he sticks to it. Um, as well, he's very hands-on. So he's been very engaged in ensuring, I remember back in the beginning of this where we didn't have PPE in Ontario. I mean, he was working the phone uh, 24 seven to ensure that uh, healthcare workers had proper PPE and, and others had it. And even more recently, I mean, it's the prime minister, or sorry, it's uh, the premier uh, who's stepping up and calling uh, the CEO of Pfizer to make sure we get vaccinations here uh, in Ontario, where the Prime Minister is supposed to be responsible for this. Uh, when it comes to border security, it's it's Premier Ford that's leading the way on testing and, you know, and calling on borders to be closed uh, earlier on in the pandemic. So it, it's his leadership, it's his authenticity, it's um, taking questions every single day at his one o'clock press conferences. Um, he's like working every day and I think um, people have rallied around him. Okay, so why should the people, as our final question today, why should the people of your riding in Lambton, Kent, and Middlesex vote for you again in the next provincial election? Well, I'm here for them. Um, my constituency staff uh, do a great job. Um, I have an open door policy. I always take the best ideas from uh, my riding, from the people here, and I try to take those uh, to Queen's Park. And uh, I know uh, prior to the pandemic and once the pandemic's over, I start every day in a local coffee shop to hear those uh, good ideas and I always commit to people and, and try to demonstrate to them that I'm taking what I hear at, uh, at home at a Queen's Park and make uh, a difference in their lives. Okay, thank you very much, Minister McNaughton, for uh, joining me on the uh, podcast today. Well, thanks, Wyatt. I have to tell you, you have a great career in front of you. Thank you.